We are here at Uncommon Grounds with the owner, Christian Martin. How are you doing? Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> all right. You got your cup of joe, and it's eight o'clock at night. And I told you, I, I I felt like you were committing suicide by having a cup of coffee this late at night. My body's used to it. <laughs> when when did you become such a passionate coffee lover? Was so, this like a at an early age, or did you actually, figure it out later on? That comes with the story, if you want to hear it. So, um, my dad used to do bus routes. Um, our church and after the bus route he would always take his kids with him after the bus routes we would always um stop by and get a drink from a gas station or something like that and i was six six years old at the time six oh years my. old yeah um, <laughs> and he and he would always buy me those like little starbucks like cold frappuccino mm -hmm. things and that's the first time i ever really remember drinking much coffee my mom hated it and was so mad at him that he would do that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's probably the first time i started um and then my family's always been big coffee drinkers, and it's just something we've always done, like socially. Yeah, like this is the question that I really wanted to ask you: is what, what, how, why did you decide to purchase this place and then start your own coffee shop? Because this was a coffee shop right. before. You, was it under the same name? Was it still yeah, on Common Grounds? Yeah, it was on Common Grounds then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I actually worked as here as a barista right after I um, moved here. And So I worked here as a barista uh, the previous summer, and um, it was kind of like, I lo always loved coffee, so it was the perfect job for me, and it was probably the best job I've ever had. The people that I worked with were awesome, and I loved the environment. I'm a very talkative person, so I'm good at like talking to people and stuff like that. So, um, so it was, seemed like a really good fit. And then I had my son and my daughter and all of that, and had decided that I was going to um, be a stay-at-home but, um, but uh, she had mentioned to me um, that she was selling the place, and I told her, you know, I'd be interested, but she had somebody that she, um, that was already planning to buy it. Well, it ended up falling through, and um, we ended up, you know, trying to go through the motions of everything and uh, buy the place, and it just, I mean, it worked out. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those things that I've always thought about, because... Mm -hmm. I would always go into coffee shops. I mean, we, we as a family always went to tons of different coffee shops. Yeah. Going up northwest of Chicago, there were just tons of options. Yeah. You know, tons of really cool small coffee shops, and we went to a lot of them. Um, and you go into them, and you always see the things that you really like in coffee shops and in the drinks there. And then you also see the things that you'd be like, well, I would do it this way. You mm -hmm. know, so. So it's always been something like in the forefront of my mind. So do you think like back then you, you started planning out a vision like if there was one day where you owned a coffee shop of what you would oh, do yeah. with it, like the intricate design, where you would place tables, menu items? I don't know if I would say like <laughs> that far into it, but like I definitely thought about, you know, I I envisioned in my mind how I think the perfect coffee shop would be. Yeah. And I mean I don't think we gotten there yet but we're still working on you know making this place the place that I want it to be. I, I like what you guys have done. I feel like it's a friendly environment to come in here and sit and I'm surprised that I don't see more people like my age like college oh, kids yeah. 
sitting down and talking. And that kind of frustrates me because that's just what I'd want, you know, in this age of social media and really feeling more distance than close to each other over a phone that I would rather come into a coffee shop and just talk. Like yeah. we were saying earlier about the things that we like about coffee is not necessarily just for the taste, but right. all the things that you do with coffee, exactly. how you add it into your life. Yeah, the social aspect of mm -hmm. it is like one thing that is why I love drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I don't really, I, I, it's kind of something that's been puzzling to me too. It's why I don't have um, as many younger people in here um, as I would like. Uh, actually, when you ask me, I'm like, well, he's younger, he's got a lot of younger his podcast, yeah. so maybe we could help with that. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, it's something that we've kind of thought about and have tried to work on to see what we could do to change that. Yeah. We're open to ideas, so yeah. maybe ask me ideas. When well, because normally what you see, at least in the morning, is the older gentlemen, mm -hmm. the older crowd. Yes. Um, I guess maybe like when school was going on, I think I saw a few more students in here. But, you know, there's so much room in here. You know, if you wanted to come in and study, you wanted to, I don't know, sometimes I'd just come in here and, like, journal or to get yeah. out of the house. Like, I mean, sometimes I don't have anything to do in the morning, and I come here just to watch, like, fun videos yeah. on YouTube yeah. and sip some coffee. Or, like, lately it's been mostly I come here for food. Right. Because uh, I'm such an amazing cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, your turkey club is phenomenal. I don't know why, but that's my favorite sandwich. And then I just like that with the combination of the organic power bar. Um, but I'm not doing, I, I'm, I'm taking a month off of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid to tell you this. I am, because it's a fun place. Yeah. And, and actually that's one thing that I, that I sometimes wonder why people don't come in here, is maybe because they don't drink coffee. And I think maybe younger people um, are, not drinking as much coffee sometimes because, you know, I don't know, they try to take a month off of it. Yeah. Um, but I try to make sure people know that we have other things than coffee. We yeah. have quite a few other things than coffee. Yeah. I mean, we have really awesome um, organic uh, teas from a local place in um, Valley County. And um, we have some, we have some really good chai teas. We have smoothies. We have, we have a bunch of things. You don't have to be a coffee drinker to come in here. Yeah. I think any good coffee shop looks at ways that they can diversify their menu or the things that they offer, but it's also like the environment, too. It doesn't have to be just strictly coffee, although mm -hmm. I think a majority of the people that come here probably do get coffee. Right. But, yeah, I would advise anybody that is wanting to try out a new place. Like, I mean, you guys just made me the, uh, it was the banana, the butter banana mm -hmm. like smoothie how was that it was delicious Good. and so you know and then that kind of reminds me of places like acai as i was mm -hmm. telling you is they yeah. have they started with the idea of the acai bowl but then they started to branch out and make like salads like sandwiches all these different things that they put into their menu so that you can try different things when you come here and so yeah like other than i'm sure like a podcast with a younger audience would help, but are there other things that you have thought about that you've tried to initiate to bring in younger people and just haven't worked or not worked as much as you thought they would? Well, one thing that we knew we wanted to do immediately, as soon as we possibly could, was to um, 
do some renovations and kind of uh, liven the place up and make it a little bit lighter and airier. And I think um, when people drink coffee, just like we were talking before, it's not just the coffee that they're coming for, they're also coming for the experience. So when somebody comes into a coffee shop, they want to feel a certain way, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I wanted to make people feel a certain way when they came in. And, uh, and I did think that that would be like a big thing was kind of like the renovations, you know, people, and it did at first, like a, there was quite a few people in here when we first, um, we opened back up, we had um, really, really good business, because um, everybody wanted to see the new renovations yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, I think at first it did, um, but again, it still didn't seem like younger people. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, I would say around my age, still, yeah, but like young college age kids, you know, middle right. schoolers and stuff, I didn't feel like that. And I don't know if it's because they don't think about local coffee shops as much, or if it's just I'm not getting the word out in the right way to mm -hmm. them. Well, and you, and you guys are so close to a college, you right. know, that you think that that would bring in traffic. And I know right. you have a few employees on staff that mm -hmm. go to Simpson. So not to say that two people that talk about it that work for you are going to make a huge difference. But maybe, yeah, I feel like it's just a point of people not knowing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was pretty new to coming to this place like right before you did the renovation. So I didn't really get to experience it mm -hmm. before you did that. Um, but I, I think it's more of just, yeah, like, getting the word out so that people hear about it and, and bring them in that way. Um, but I mean, also there's challenges of like currently what we're facing. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that, you know, you, I mean, you guys didn't even close though. That's the thing. And mm -hmm. I was, I was super impressed um, by how you guys right? handled we, it. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we, uh, we wanted to stay open through everything. Um, even if we were open for shorter hours um, at first for a little while, just because I was trying to um, cut down on how many employees I had um, working. So it was mostly just me during those times. Um, and that was the way that we were able to kind of stay open. Um, and uh, I think I think it was a good idea to stay open through it just because, you know, people need to be open and be yeah. consistent. And I think it was a really good thing. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you face any, like, like, did you take... I'm sure you took a hit, but was was it like, do, do you feel confident in moving forward that you'll rebound from it? Like it's nothing yes. that would sink you guys? Because there are a lot of local businesses that yeah. have suffered and were already suffering before everything went on. Yeah. Um, I do think we'll come back around from it for sure. Um, we did get some help with uh, the paycheck protection program mm -hmm. that they did. So we did get um, a little help with that, which... I would have been a little more worried about it if we hadn't, but um, it definitely helped, and um, I do feel confident that we'll be able to make it back, hopefully this summer. You know, a lot of things have been canceled this summer, so maybe people will be looking for something to do. We usually keep busy during the summer anyway, but maybe people will be looking for something to do, mm -hmm. and uh, business will pick up. It seems like it already has since the weather has gotten nicer. Have you guys ever done, like, live events or anything, music so, um, in this place, like, you know, like I, maybe. I have thought about doing stuff like that. During the um, Christmas, uh, I don't remember tour what home they, yeah. No, the, the tour homes is part of it, but they, used to, call it, they used to call it the holiday extravaganza. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Wanna, 
they didn't want to call it that this year because it was smaller because of the whole um, uh, construction site. Yeah, yeah construction <laughs> site situation, and we didn't have the space and all that. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want to call it that because it was going to be smaller. Um, so I don't remember what it was called. But during that, we had um, Fern Vars who played the violin in here, playing uh, playing the violin the whole time. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do more stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I it definitely have to be something that we planned, you know, events and things that things like that. So we can figure out something about. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, you know, like it's summertime. A lot of people would normally go out to like festivals, uh, enjoy concerts, any musical events, and a lot of that's getting canceled mm -hmm. right now. And I feel like maybe that would be something of interest to bring in a performance aspect where, you yeah. know, even if it's not super late at night, you know, you could just have people come in here, right. listen to some live music. I think that music always brings people. Together, right. just as much as like coffee does. Mm -hmm. So if you intertwine both of those aspects, yeah. you know maybe you would draw in a larger crowd. I agree. Yeah, it's, that's a really good idea, and um, I think that it would be, uh, like you said, even better during um, this summer when a lot of things are getting canceled. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough because it's like it's Indianola, and like <laughs> we're we're getting bigger, but we're still right, a we're small town. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's getting a little bit better just because yes. you can see right, that they're actually the working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's hopeful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's um, an ounce of hope yes. out there in the air. Yes, like it is happening. Right. Yeah. When when do you know when they're planning on being done? Have they announced that? Um, like, when things were first um, going on, uh, when they first approved, finally got it all settled and approved, whatever. Um, I read in an article that they said. However, they wow. only, yeah. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't know. It could be less than that because they're, um, they only started in April. Mm -hmm. Still, still even digging. I think they broke down, broke yeah. ground in April. And then you can see walls coming in. Yeah. I see them working out there all the time. Yeah. So, so is it just like, I, Honestly, I'm not too caught up on what the whole dilemma was with the old courthouse. Was it just not functional? Like, so I was told that um, it would have been more expensive to keep the building because they found um, asbestos and black mold or something like that. Don't quote me on that because mm -hmm. I'm not positive, but um, something like that, and it would be more expensive to um, kind of fix that problem than it would, which. I don't know how accurate yeah. that statement yeah. was or not, but um, yeah. So I, I believe that's why they decided to um, tear it down yeah. and start over. Yeah, I think that's what the rumors were. It just wasn't sustainable, and I don't know how many people they kept there that they arrested, but it, it, it was a small building. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you're in a small town. I and mean, it's not a very large space. Yeah, so I mean, is it just going to be like updated facility? Like, you can't really make it bigger. Yeah. And then one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest attractions here in Indianola is like bike night, you mm -hmm. know? And yeah. you can't, you, they're not having bike night, right? This year? I all. don't think so. And I, I don't even know if that's because of what's going on I, in the world or yeah, if that's I because think of it is. that thing. Um, because I do think maybe they were doing it um, 
before all this, they were planning to before all this happened. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think, I, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I want to say that they had tried to do it before everything happened, but I can never remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a big attraction. I mean, I, I was kind of worried about it when we had Drag Brad because Yeah. I mean, usually the yeah. whole party and everything is right here, right on the courtyard. Yep. You know, yep. 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 Um, I mean, drunk people up, are. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up working out. Um, we made a good bit of money, uh, but the only problem was is we fizzled out pretty quickly late at night when um, the concert started over at Sing Sing, so mm -hmm. everything was away from the square. So um, when it used to be on the square, so that did affect it a bit. Um, Have you ever thought about like? you guys were in a position that you would branch out and maybe like open up another location, say maybe Des Moines? Or um, I wouldn't take that off the table. Uh, it would be quite a bit in the future um, that we do that, but if we were doing well enough that we um, could do that, yes. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't, I mean, I, again, that's me yeah. answering this question right now. I, I, right. I, we haven't thought about all of the things that go with that. Right. Well, we, we were just talking earlier before we started the podcast about the unknown, mm -hmm. the fear of the yeah. unknown, which that, that's more of a dream that I think, obviously, that would excite you for that to happen, but you have no control over it. Right. You have to be present right now, especially as a business owner, just do what you can do to try and make some money and rebound off of this whole thing, because mm -hmm. there are people that are struggling a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very thankful for, um, for the community of Indianola because there have been so many people that know the small businesses are struggling and have done their best to um, really help out small businesses. Uh, I don't know if you guys missed the whole Scott Duncan and the Peter Pullen thing. That he, um, well, he saw it uh, another community day and he just he started here. He raised so much money and went around and bought um, gift cards from all of the small businesses that oh. donated them. So yeah, that helped out a lot. We've had so many, um, so many customers just come in and donate money. Yeah. Even even if they um, didn't feel comfortable about coming in and you know getting a drink or whatnot, right. they still would come in just to get money and donate things. Right. And and not just the the monetary support, but the moral support as well. There's so many people that have tried to be so positive. Yeah. About it. Well, I think we need. More of that in mm -hmm. these times, and that's special to find from people. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, I think it's just, and we don't have to get into it too much, but you know, there, there is a lot of negativity that you just want to find, like even if it's little aspects of mm -hmm. hope. So even just thinking about how that place is hopefully right. going to be exactly. built yeah. in two years or it's under like the two light years. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, right. Even, there's even something if it's there. a two-year-long tunnel, I mean, there's yeah. still light. <laughs> yeah, but you know the progress is on the way. Yeah. Was. Was the renovation a long process to get done? I mean, it really, like, what you did is because you had, like, mm -hmm. the counter yeah, this way. Yeah, the entire counter, ripped out all, all the carpet that was in process, and put down the flooring that's in here. Um, painted all the walls, all the trim. It was it was quite the process. Uh, we actually only closed down for a week. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. But we slept very little. <laughs> so especially my husband, he's he's a beast. He, he really he I I think he probably died ten hours a 
hours of sleep that entire week. Jeez. Yeah, he took off work to do it. He's he's pretty cool. I'm surprised but, that um, he was so productive on oh, you know that, that limited amount of sleep. He is that kind of person. He is the go 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 person. He oh. wakes up. He wakes up at six a.m. ready to go. To do what? Just conquer his Everything. day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. He's awesome. I'm not that kind of person. I'm actually, for somebody who has to get up early and owns a coffee shop and you know all that stuff, I am not a morning person at all. I'm a night surprising. owl. Yeah. I I can stay up until two a.m. But I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not nice. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have your cup of joe first. Exactly. Yeah. I I. I I think it would be really interesting for you to try a monthly challenge like I'm on right now. This is my second month ever doing no coffee. I didn't say no caffeine mm -hmm. because really my problem is coffee. Back in March of 2019, me and my friends did a thing called No Mocha Munch where none of us had coffee because we were all addicted. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I, was, I told you that I, I was drinking five cups of coffee. Now. I remember some of those days, like, some of the simplest things that I was doing were so exciting with five cups of coffee because it's so much energy being transferred through your body that I remember I'd just be playing, like, Fortnite or something or, like, watching a TV show that I really liked, and I felt so energetic, and I started, like, almost daydreaming. I was like, man, this is awesome. This is really good energy that I have going right now. Um... But, and so then when we went to No Mocha Marsh, you know, I thought like, all right, I'll wean off mm -hmm. for the last week of February. No, I didn't. I had yeah. five cups each yeah. day because I'm like, I'm not going to have it for a month. And that withdrawal was yeah. terrible. I mean, for at least five days where, so in, sure as much as you drink, yeah. I would I'd I like actually, to see what would happen so to you. So we were talking earlier, but I actually told you like, oh, I'm always, I'm always caffeinated. So I don't really know how I would be without it, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't think about the fact that actually funny my with both my pregnancies I, I I you can still have some caffeine but the smell of coffee and the taste of coffee made me ugh, which is so when weird. you were pregnant yes so I actually didn't drink much coffee when I was pregnant really and I don't really remember I mean I was extremely tired all the time but you are when you're pregnant yeah yeah but yeah I actually didn't think about that when we were but yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Is there like science to back that up? Like is this um, is a oh, common I mean, thing? Well, obviously you don't want to drink like much caffeine when you're pregnant, but right. that foul smell, like almost like a reaction. You know, like if you ever like throw up a certain food mm -hmm. and then you don't want to eat it again. Yeah. Well, actually there was one time where I threw up coffee and I almost had this, uh, this taste aversion yeah. Yeah, yeah. to it. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. not, this not to me. <laughs> coffee. I yeah. cannot live without coffee for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's the hormones. I mm. mean, with I, the same reason why you crave things would be the same reason why you have diversions. Yeah. A lot of women have diversions to things when they're pregnant, and apparently, unfortunately, it was one of those things that like I hated so much because I wanted to want it. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be that'd be a tough battle to. But also at the same time, I think it'd be easier because you know that you can't have it with having right. kids when you take on the challenge of just doing it mm -hmm. with for doing without coffee for an entire month when you really don't have to right. you're just seeing if you can do it and, and my thing is really where I got the idea um, at least for this month is there's this youtuber that I watch and he does monthly challenges and I just felt mm -hmm. like you know I kind of like I want to do that I want to like every month I want to try 
something different, like abstain yeah. from something and see how it feels. Exactly. Because Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with coffee, like, there are a bunch of benefits. I think it is pretty healthy for you. It stimulates bowel movement. There's mm -hmm. a lot of good things about it. Mm -hmm. But I think also you could, like, reset those yeah. those levels, those frequencies, and your body kind of become to a natural state where then when you come back, hopefully that, that feeling of euphoria almost, it's like being on a drug, mm -hmm. all of a sudden comes yeah. back. Well, actually, I was talking to my sister um, about this, and uh, she's pretty smart. She's pretty smart. Which but, one? We got um, too many sisters. Let's clarify. <laughs> yeah, right. My youngest sister. Okay. She's graduated. Shout out to her. She's yeah, watching she's Netflix over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's pretty smart. But she basically, if I am repeating the way she said it, I learned something new about coffee from her, is that um, coffee actually uh, shrinks the veins or something like that. That, um, so you have less blood flow going on in your, or or it might be the opposite. I don't remember. You should get her on here to clarify. <laughs> but um, so when you're off of it, they go back, and that's what can cause headaches because oh. the excess blood flow cause headaches when you're still drinking it, or when then when so, you get off. So when, when you, you get off of it, you have yeah. excess blood flow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I understood what she said correctly, well, but yeah, it can cause you to have that. Headaches. Well, it makes Probably. sense because, like we were saying earlier, is that people don't really think of coffee as a drug, but it is like yeah. low key a drug. I mean, it is. It's caffeine. The caffeine is the what's a drug, right? And, um, yeah. And and, and, and I don't. It's just not impairing. Well, I was just about to say, like, I don't think it's addictive. I think it's more of like a dependency thing. So, like, if you start to build a routine, where for me it was like, you know, in the mornings. Uh, let's say back during when school was going on and I get done with my first class and then I have a break between my first class and my second class, I come home, I make my coffee and then I start writing in my journal. Mm -hmm. And like maybe let's say that I get on a pattern of like I've had a few journal entries that were like really inspiring, really creative, that now I'm associating right. the, the high of that caffeine that has now entered my system with this creative surge mm -hmm. that comes out on paper. So now I want to reproduce that same effect right. each and every day. Right. So I think that's a thing. Right. It's yeah. Like it's not, get yeah. It's patterns. not just the co the caffeine and everything, but it's also like like I was kind of talking about before. Um, the things that we I love about coffee is the things that I do while I'm doing while I'm drinking coffee. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's just one of those things that like you know we like to do together. So when you're doing certain things that you like while drinking coffee, you're associating the two together. So yeah. it's like you know, coffee makes those things better. Yeah. yeah. It is true though. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, sometimes I'll have a bad day and it's like the midpoint for the day and I need something that'll turn it around. And like, let's just say that the sun is out, the sun is shining down on you and then you have that cup of coffee and then all of a sudden you feel better about your day or like uh -huh. you can kick ass for the second half <laughs> of the day. I truly think coffee offers that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it's doesn't matter what happened in the morning. Right. We can succeed later right. and can, get back on yes, track. Yes. Yeah. I like I said before. I'm I'm actually I'm more productive the second part of the day. I don't yeah. know why. I, I I'm not a morning person, and so it takes me a long time to like get in the groove of the day, even with coffee. Yeah. It takes me a long time to get in the groove of the day, and then once I do, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And then I like to stay up late to get things. <laughs> right. So you, you must be a night owl. Yes. Nocturnal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that, like, in the morning, especially, like, if you're going to go out and talk to people, like, the first few people that I talk to, like, I'm not really coherent mm-hmm. at that moment because I'm still, like, trying to wake up. But then after, you know, a few of those people come into contact with me and they understand that, then things start to get rolling. Like, it yeah. takes a while. And lately what I've been doing is I've been working out in the morning if I yeah. can. And I love it because to start your day out like that, you have a leg up, I feel like, on a lot of other people. Like, maybe some people are out working, hustling, getting money or whatever. But I feel like to get, like, that workout that a lot of people are deprived of because they work office jobs, like, you already have a head start on yeah. your day by doing something physically yeah. exerted like that. Yeah, yeah. And I wish that I didn't already have to get up so early so that I could work out before because I'm the same way. When I work out in the morning, it's like the rest of the day is great. Like, mm-hmm. I have so much more energy. I feel like I have a clear head. I can get stuff done or something. Waking up at 4 a.m. is not a great thing. You wake up at 4 a.m. for no, this place? No, that's what I would have to do in order to work out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'd be a badass, though. If you got up at 4 and you got a workout <laughs> done, then you come be. to work. Oh, no. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should probably value sleep. Yeah. When do you go to bed, then? Well, I I try to go to bed around 10. But, okay. But I don't I don't like it. I have to mm-hmm. in order to be able to get up. So I, I just find it hard that you don't have any problems getting to sleep with as much caffeine as you I don't know. consume? I eat, you know, my mom um, drinks a lot of coffee too, and she, if she drinks coffee too late, she cannot sleep. I, I don't know why I don't, but I don't know, my body must just be used to it. Because I'm sure that you know, as being such an avid coffee lover, that caffeine has a half-life of six hours, mm-hmm. and it has fourth of a life or whatever at 12 hours or something like that so it's still yeah. in your brain mm-hmm. and so I mean that's why like I don't ever have like I will cut myself just about swallowed or something uh, <laughs> I will cut myself off at noon or like sometimes I'll be a little lenient and have it at like 1 or 2 p.m. Yeah. but I'll never go past that after my experience with the red eye yeah, yeah I don't know I mean I, I drink coffee up until bedtime I mean I do at home, my favorite way to drink coffee is French press, mm-hmm. which is actually like even stronger than just your normal cup fill. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. The only thing that really affects me, like we were talking about earlier, is espresso. Just affects me in a different way. Not necessarily like keeps me awake more because I can still go to sleep after I drink it, mm-hmm. but it makes me jittery. Mm-hmm. It makes me more jittery. So. Have you ever gone down the route of a red eye? I actually, <laughs> so funny. Um, so I told you I always drink my normal cup of coffee in the morning, a little mm-hmm. half and half in it. Um, but like during the day, if uh, somebody orders a drink and we brew two shots of espresso and they only need one for their drink, if it, they walk away and I don't have another customer to come in to use that shot for, it goes in my drink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like some, some days it ends up where I'm just drinking um, a cup of espresso. Yeah. So probably not the best. Have you have you ever had any bad experiences with a red eye? No. No. I mean, not at all. But again, like like I was telling you before, I've been drinking coffee since I was like six years old. So. Right. Don't they don't they say like when you're younger, like it stunts your growth if you have coffee at a young age, or is that just? A I'm myth? pretty sure that's a wives' tale. It's just an yeah, urban legend. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think know. There's cause... actually truth to that. 
Yeah, there, there probably isn't. I mean, I mean, my genes have made me not be the tallest person in the world. Mm -hmm. but yeah, because like, I didn't start drinking coffee until I was actually in college. Like, I waited a long time before I had it, um, but I instantly got addicted to it. Yeah. And but I, but I've never had problems taking a break from it. Like doing these monthly challenges, I think they seem daunting and hard at the beginning because it, again. It is it's, just nice to have at some right. point throughout the day. Like that, that's the it's thing something that you enjoy that you have to give up. Right. So now you almost have to replace that with something else to get you through the day. Like, um, I don't know. Like lately I've been um, incorporating like going out on my motorcycle. Not my motorcycle. It's my dad's motorcycle. But riding around like it's hot this time of year, especially in Iowa. It's very mm -hmm. humid. But it almost feels better this time of year on a bike because you get that nice cool right. breeze that hits your face. Fresh and I feel like it's just so relaxing to get out and like take in all the scenery and just feel that on your face. You know, mm -hmm. be, be desensitized from like a screen. Yeah. Because everybody's oh, yeah. spending time looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't do that. And that's one of the things like I, I keep saying like I was saying earlier. But, um, but I don't like to sit down for too long. So I get this feeling if I'm up on my screen for too long that I'm like, okay. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And mm. I have to get up and I have to do something. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I don't like to, I don't like the whole everything is um, electronics and all that. It, I just wish that people would notice what's around them. They're so, they're so connected. I, I know, an old pastor of mine used to say, people are so connected, they're disconnected. It's very true, though. Uh, it's very true. They're so state. connected through their phones that they're disconnected from what's actually going on. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I understand that technology advances. We evolve as people. We figure out different things. We're good at problem solving. We're continuously coming up with the mm -hmm. best solutions. The Which can actually be really great. Which is great, yeah. but I also think that, uh, like you said, we're becoming, I mean, we're becoming, this is like a part of us. Mm -hmm. Like this is a part of almost like our, our body, you know, like so many people can't go without it. Right. And then it bleeds into all other aspects of your life. Like you start to realize that you're not being, a, being as productive as you possibly can by checking this thing all the time. Right. And then you forget like about all the little beautiful things. And that's like being on a bike kind of shows you that, that, yeah. you know, there's nature. Yeah. And I think part of one of the greatest things that's happened from Corona is that, you know, less people were driving and whatnot, that our world got to rebound. Yeah. And then every, I don't know if you felt this way and maybe I'm just tripping, but like, uh, like in the springtime this year, when we all were like inside and businesses were closed, everything was closed down. I felt like nature looked way more green. Mm -hmm. The blossom, the blossoming of the flowers looked like yeah. it was much more vibrant than I remember the year prior. And the year prior, I was working at a job that where I put plants outside. Mm -hmm. And so I was around yeah. that every freaking day. Yeah. But I, I feel like that you now. You appreciated it more. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 But behind that screen, yeah. all these problems of, arise of not only like what you're choosing to do with your life, but then like the arguments that you get in with other people. And also some people you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And then some people you do know. They're like your family members. And it's like it's so destructive mm -hmm. to engage in that activity because right. – you're at each other's throats. Right. When it can be so constructive to be actually having a conversation face-to-face -face with somebody. Yeah. We, uh, 
at this banquet. We sit down and we eat dinner at the table and we put our cups away. And we listen to our two-year-old and our four-year-old talk. And it is the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like, we actually are interacting with them. And that's, that's such a positive thing to hear your kids talk and mm -hmm. tell you stories and tell you. And I said she's two. She is two, but she will talk to you a lot. <laughs> she she, she wants to hear from her mom. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but also, you remember those memories much more than the time that you spent on your phone exactly. aimlessly scrolling through stuff exactly. that you're not going to remember. And or that wasn't with your impactful. Kids. Your kids are going to remember more that, you know, you sat at the dinner table with them and had a good conversation than, you know, what you were laughing at on your oh, phone, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I work at the Wise, my second job, and there's many times where I've seen parents that have their kids in like sporting programs or whatnot, and they're on, I mean, I can only assume like Facebook or something where they're scrolling or texting people for the entirety of mm -hmm. their kids who are performing for them. Right. I mean, I think there's a lot of kids that would look over at their parents and see the activity that they're doing and be like, they don't, they don't care. care about this, so why should I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, then I saw a kid go up to his mom and try and talk to her and get her attention. And she, meanwhile, she's just scrolling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, pay attention. Right. There are more things that are important to be connected to than your phone. Mm -hmm. Do you think we can survive without technology, though? It's like, it's, it's it pretty much... It is a much, weird thing. It is a weird thing. It's like, we can't deny its, yeah. its significance in the great ad... Like, and I will say that, you know, social media isn't half bad if you are using it, uh, you know, in bits and pieces where you're just trying to connect with your family. Maybe right. people that don't live, you know, in the state that you do. And you just yeah. want to catch up and see what they're doing. Yeah. It's great for that. I think, I think we have to kind of remember that it's a tool and not a part of us. But, I mean, I think we all have that moment where we can't find our phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, the end of the world. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. spend so much money on them. It's, it's, you know, our lifeline. It's just weird. It's weird how things have changed that we depend on them so yeah. much. You ever have those moments where, like, you're on the phone, and then you're like, where's my phone? <laughs> and you're, like, looking around, and you're like, oh, wait. oh my God, it's in my hand. <laughs> yes. It was in my hand this entire time. <laughs> I think we've all done that once or twice. That's crazy, though. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and then also, like, people that – it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction where I thought – like especially those social media apps, what I've read is that they hit that part of our brain that relies on dopamine. So they've mm -hmm. done this study on rats before, giving that same, yeah. I mean, they, they're not letting the rats look at screens, but they're but still hitting that dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep pressing that button, even though meanwhile, they're subduing like their duties as a mouse to like care for the family, eat food. So they, they start to lose weight and all those things. And that's the same thing with humans is that they, stop taking care of themselves, they stop engaging in new hobbies, they stop getting out and meeting people, they stop going to coffee shops where they can meet more right. people, you know? Right, or sit and read a book that's, you know, going to nurture your mind. Instead yes, of, yeah. give you ideas, help you expand, help you grow. I think social media partially does that. Like, one of the, the only social media app that I really like is Instagram, because I feel like that's the one that's more positive. Yeah. Um, just be, I, I see more positivity on there, mm -hmm. I see more creativity, I see more expression mm -hmm. or at least that's the way that i use it yeah um but all the other ones i feel like are just so negatively charged with what you can put out there mm -hmm. without really any restriction which now they're trying to put restriction on like even yeah. twitter is trying like you make a certain tweet and they don't want people to see it yeah 
but they X marked it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I do think that social media can be a really great tool. And there's so many things that it can be used for positively. But with that side, there's always going to be the side of, you know, it's going to be used negatively. Yeah. People that are going to abuse it. Yep. I mean, that's just. And that's that's with a lot of things, not just with social media. Pretty much, there's always the bad side and the good side. Yeah. You being as uh, a parent, what, what do you think about like when your kids get older and they're like, hey, like all my friends have phones because now kids are getting access to these things at such a younger age. I mean, I remember I got my first phone when I was in seventh grade, but it didn't have the capabilities of like what phones can do now. So it was just right. like this flip phone where. Right. Yeah, well, you could text your <laughs> friends, and you know, I had a limit on how many texts I could send and receive, so it was like 250, yeah. and I felt like and then you <laughs> I was stupid because all my other friends had unlimited texting and calling. Yeah. But that, that's my fear is like if we're becoming more attached to these things, you having kids, like when I decided to have kids, what do you do? Because like yeah. their friends have them, and right. you're like, well, Jared has yeah. an iPhone, and he has an iPad and Xbox, yeah. and all these See, things. my parents did um, two things, and my husband's parents also did one of the two things as well, but um, my parents said, you know, when you can pay for it, mm. you can have it, and which means you have a job, which means you actually have a need for it, mm. and when you can drive, you know, when you drive and you have a job, you can pay for it. Yeah. So, I think those are, I think that's probably, I mean, there'll be times, and the other thing my parents did, they always had a phone at home, which was actually a, like the family cell phone. So it was still a cell phone, and we could use it to text our friends, hey, they're hanging out with them, blah, blah, blah. Or if we needed to go somewhere and we needed to have contact with our parents, yeah. you know, we had, it was the family cell phone. So it was kind of like a home phone that could be taken anywhere, you know? Right. So I think that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, you still, in the world that we live in, it's good to be able to know where, um, where your kids are, yeah. you know, for their own safety. Right. Um, but at the same time, I don't think, I think the maturity level needs to also be there. And when you have a job, when you are paying for it, and when you um, uh, are driving, those are all things that build responsibility. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a really good set of principles to set in place around that thing because I mean, with anything in life, I think you just have to have balance with it because if it, it becomes out of control, mm-hmm. then it becomes like this compulsive behavior where I have to check it all the time. And like, right. what oh, I was, this has to go on. I'm, I'm doing something. This has to go on social media. Right. Uh, that's one thing that really does bother me. It's like, I, when I'm with my friends and we're doing something interesting, when I'm with family and we're doing something interesting, whatever, whoever I'm with, and there's always that one person <laughs> that has to put everything on social media instead of enjoying the moment that they're FOMO. Yes. Fear of missing out. Yeah. They want people to, they want to document their life. And and let me clarify, oh, yeah. I think there are important things. Like, let's say you go on a trip to a state that you've never been to. Document it. But don't be on your phone the exactly. whole time because what was the purpose of going to, exactly. to take that trip? Don't get me wrong. I have thousands of photos on my phone. Very rarely do I post things on social media. I right. just, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like those moments are for me to pick those with. Right. Sometimes it's like, oh, I want to share something, and it's a fun way to share it. Like, you know, anytime we announced our pregnancies um, or things like that, we always put it on social media, things yeah. like that. And every now and then, it's fun to 
to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but not everything. Really yeah. Works. Yeah. And I, I wanted to say that I think that from people that have built that and it's a pattern in their life that they've seen, it seems like they can't get out of them because it is it's such an addictive thing. Like this material object is such an addictive thing and really you don't need it. Other than the basic necessities of like getting a hold of people, right. like your kids, if their car broke down or like something. Like it's a good tool. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I think it just distracts people and I think that that's partly why a lot of people can't deal with their thoughts or... I'm not saying that like depression and anxiety were on the rise just because of phones, but I think they're a huge part of it because, you know, also like you're on there and you're comparing yourself mm -hmm. to other people. But if you're like compulsively checking, that same thing happens when you have these disconcerting thoughts or these intrusive thoughts and you almost believe it mm -hmm. because you just check this thing. And, mm -hmm. and so you, you, like when you have a thought like that, you just run and you chase it and you almost want to figure out where that came from and why did that appear where what I've been doing lately and what I think a lot of people should try doing is meditation is just being aware of your thoughts. But you know, also meditation doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying that it, it wouldn't work if you were still checking social media, but I realized that to receive better benefits from meditation, you have to put your phone away more because yeah. it's a distraction. And so then you start cutting that, that distractive, that distractive force, but then it's also those distractive thoughts that yeah. you chase mm -hmm. and so then when you cut that out then you can start actually really focusing in when you decide to meditate and then when those thoughts arise you don't buy into them you see them they it's a crazy thing with meditation is that you realize that thoughts are not reality yeah. thoughts right. shape your reality but you don't have to believe the thoughts that exactly. are produced and that kind of goes back to what you're saying is um like social media and stuff is a lot of times as humans Reading is always something that we like. You read something and it's oh, it, it affects you more than just somebody saying something. Yeah. Reading something affects you more. You almost believe it more. And yeah. so when you're reading all those comments and all those things on Facebook or, or whatever, it, it you tend to you tend to take it to heart more. Yes. And so it affects you more. Yes. And um, that's why I think it's such a good thing, kind of like bringing this back home, to like come to a coffee don't have your phone, have a book, yep. have um, a friend to talk yes. to, something like that, that can kind of ground you and keep you away from the things that are going to be like, oh, well, somebody said that I didn't really look right in this picture or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you read on there, it, it, you need to get away from that so much. It's not, it's not all truth. Just because you read it doesn't mean it's true. No. And, and that's what I'm saying is like, it's such a toxic way to start your day by instantly checking that thing because mm -hmm. you start comparing yourself to other people. I start, I don't, I don't really have social media on my phone anymore just because I just, I just don't really want to. And like, I think the way to relate this whole point is what's going on in the world is if you're constantly scrolling on Facebook, reading the opposing side, that's going to charge you up all day. And then you're going to think about it and you're not going to be able to let it go and move on and so I used to do it where I told myself I can't check social media or like emails until noon because I want to get my stuff mm -hmm. done and that's I think it's a really good like you were saying these principles that you put in place for your kids and that one your parents taught you with the phone is like you have to keep yourself accountable mm -hmm. and realize that this thing it's a great tool it yeah. is a tool and yeah. you can use it to your benefit but you have to put a 
you have to put a cap off point yeah. on it and you have to set restrictions and then you can reward yourself. But I would even say when you reward, reward yourself, you shouldn't aimlessly scroll like for your entire day. It's, yeah. it's just something to check up on. But right. yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's also, it's also good not only to keep yourself, it's sometimes it's easier to keep yourself accountable with those commands. If you have somebody else that keeps you accountable too. Like me and my husband figure that with each other. Yeah. You know, it's like, Let's be with the family right now. Oh, right. Okay. Forget the family. Forget the family. Right. Things like that. You know, somebody to kind of like bring you back to reality because you can stray from reality. Mm-hmm. I do that quite often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like what I not only for the purpose of getting rid of the phone and then finding discipline through these challenges is that we all have urges or like. I was saying earlier about these habits that you've gotten used to with coffee or like that really good stimulant that's mm-hmm. given you so many good experiences. And it's still going to be an important aspect of my life moving forward. But this is kind of a tool with meditation is like I have this urge to drink coffee, but instead of just giving into it, I have the presence of mind to step away. And same thing with the phone. It's like, I don't need these things. Right. And you know what? I could accomplish so much more this summer, whether it be with my podcast, whether it be with trying to get my own apartment, whether it be with trying to meet new people, whether it be like trying to finally get a girlfriend, I don't know if that'll ever happen, <laughs> uh, going on a trip, it's like I can do all those things and I can be so much more productive without it. And I could still use it sparingly yeah. right. here, right. here and there, exactly. now and then. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's, it's a time waster. It for is. For sure. It's a time waster. Yeah. And time is precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that uh, the more the more time you spend on your phone, the more time you're gonna spend on your phone. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, it's just like it sucks you. Yeah, and I think it's also just going to create worse habits for you in other areas yeah. of your life. So if it's another thing like you start skipping out the gym or. You know, you're not eating as healthy as you possibly could. If, if there's like those moments, like you were saying that, you know, if you're like, you're scrolling through your phone a little bit and then you kind of realize like, man, I'm kind of getting irritated or tired. Like maybe it's time yeah. to step away. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have that thought when they're using technology, but they just keep going. You know? yeah. Like, ah, I got 15 minutes to kill. And meanwhile, again, it's a, it's a powerful decision. It, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you wake up in the morning. The first thing you should do is like set up your bed and then do something like meditation or like the goal or the, the, the to-do list that you set the night before. If you put that off and then you start checking your phone, you're just telling yourself that those things aren't important yes. or you can put them off or right. then you become a procrastinator. Right. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to so mm-hmm. many people. And I also can say that it's happened to me. And that's yeah. why I, I realize I have an issue with discipline. I don't know if it's necessarily like because of the way that I was raised, but I know it's partly growing up with a phone. Mm-hmm. I grew up on that yeah. thing. And everybody my age is, for the most part, the same way, too. Yeah. I am actually kind of a procrastinator, too. And That's surprising. You know, as a business <laughs> I know, right? owner. I know. Yeah, um, I would feel you'd be on the ball. No slacking off on the see, job. The thing is, is like, I know that I am, so I, I'm like a list writer. So I like write myself lists. I'm like, okay, you have to get this done by this time. You know, otherwise, it's going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually get it from my dad. My dad's the one. And I didn't know I did until I talked to him about it um, a few months ago. And um, he was telling me, yeah. And he's like, I think it actually stems a little bit from arrogance. And Procrastination? Yes. Arrogance, okay. Listen, 
because like because I feel like and I and this is exactly what I do so it was like him telling me exactly what I was doing by him telling me what he does he's like oh I can get it done in this amount of time yeah oh I can get it done in this amount of time yeah oh I'm, I can get it done <laughs> oh I have I have 30 minutes left if I do this and this I can get it done and then <laughs> it's like it's like oh I I, I know myself I right, know right, myself right. I, I can do that isn't so, that the crazy thing though that then all of a sudden you become productive when you know that things are on the line. Like you yes. put it off and you know it would have been a lot smarter so that you wouldn't stress at the deadline. And maybe you would have done it better. Better, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, I didn't have to go to the coffee shop this late at night and get the caffeine stirs to finish my essay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of people have problems with it. Uh, I certainly do, and it's, it's, it's gotten better. But my thing with... Um, procrastination is I think that I'm more of like a perfectionist and so, so I. <laughs> I think like when I want to sit down and do those things that I know are like good for me and need to be accomplished it's like I, I just feel like it's going to take so much time yeah, if you can't do it the right way then why would you yeah. it's not worth it which <laughs> yeah. is just so Same. odd because the, the whole wrong idea about perfectionism is that no one's perfect yeah and I think the things that happen perfectly are almost just coincidental they're things that you don't plan for and that's kind of like what I think about my podcast is like I always try and be reflective and see what I've done wrong on other pa- other podcasts. Things that felt clunky, felt weird, you know, like mm-hmm. didn't really fit. And I, and I realized that like I think it's really helpful to talk to somebody beforehand to mm-hmm. get obviously the awkward yeah. juices out of the way. Um, but it's like I just – I got to slow down and I also have to appreciate just the conversation because – I like doing I like doing this outside of a podcast. Yeah. That I should incorporate that into this instead of feeling like, you know, I'm trying you to provide to talking points all the time. Provide yeah. something like very grand and that, that people are gonna like and if I'm not like on the ball, you know, that people find this boring and it's almost like that that little anxiety ticker in the back of your head that's that's noticing all those things when you're in a conversation with somebody. But if you let that go, you know, things seem to flow more organically. Yeah. Well, I think that's the problem with interviews. It's like, I don't really write questions when I come to do a podcast because I feel like that's what's making it so choppy. And it's it's not really a conversation. It's like, you just have it's an answer. Interview. It's not a conversation. It's right. an interview. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that's just my approach to to these podcasts. And I think that that's the way that they'll get better or they'll get back to the way that it started. Because that, that was my whole mission in starting this thing was it's a passion of mine to talk to people. But then also it's like, I really do want to bring on people that provide insight or have a unique business or friendly conversations, you know, because I think people need to hear this. And especially like we were saying earlier, like in these times, we need more positivity. So if like whatever we're talking about can bring some laughs to some people, like, yeah, that's good. And hopefully they'll come to Uncommon Grass. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> well, we're almost at an hour, so do you have anything else, any future plans for Uncommon Grass? Anything else that we left out that you wanted to say? Um, I mean, there's there's still some things we like I said, it's not I don't have everything here exactly the way I want it. I would like to um, do a few more things uh, cosmetically here. Um, I have thought about doing some sort of like I, I keep saying we need we need more breakfast places in Unala. Mm. And I've thought about kind of branching out to do that. That's 
We'll see. But, but you know. You I'm, mean like adding a breakfast maybe. menu portion? Because you kind of have like breakfast quiches. Right, right. Yeah. But more of like Sandwich more menu. breakfast. I mean, we do have breakfast sandwiches actually all the time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe like a more full breakfast or something like that. Just just because I I feel like there's a there's a need for that here. But um, yeah, just things like that. Um, uh, little things like that. I mean, there's always room for improvement. Right. And I'm always open to ideas and you know to change. That's one thing I like to do. It's kind of like always update. I, I think that's a very powerful technique. It's it's I think how any successful business podcast, creative endeavor, project, whatever you're seeking, I think that that's how people get better. I yeah. think to fail. And then to see, you know, like, how can we get better? Like, how do we assess the situation? What works and what doesn't work. Right. All right, Ashley Martin, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Anytime. <laughs> thanks for having me.